0: assalamu alaikum welcome to the fully living podcast
1: <laughs> i'm your host rix um, <laughs> what, what kind of accent was that supposed to be i just want to know
0: was, i'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure i
1: think it was nigerian oh mixed get i, off I, was, the
0: also, I was also was going trash. for i think a little bit of like south american latin i don't know man i'm just trying some things you That's
1: know like and Carl like a little bit.
0: <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna hurt him in there i just you know i dro- i'm gonna drop it um welcome to the podcast <laughs> i'm your host Rex. uh this is the ramadan series with our friend Saeed here um and you know what i'm not i'm just gonna go straight to it oh and ozzy's here too but yeah that doesn't matter um, well, well i would like that, buddy. that thanks very much, much man i appreciate <laughs> that pal Darn, darn it! Uh, tonight, today we're talking about Drum roll freeze. I'm gonna give it to you, Saeed. Drum roll. He's, he's he's frozen right now, and we're gonna talk about letoquadr. And I think we're losing Saeed. So you know what? I I did I did <coughs> I did my research. So I'm good. Uh, so yeah. Um, we're, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll lead I'll lead the charge. So yeah. <laughs> i'm joking sorry my, my wife
1: my wi-fi is fasting as well it seems like man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah shaking it We need some walk.
1: milk yeah, yeah it it's funny because so i you're... did a I I did an ig live with uh with mufti Munir, and bro it was I trash was you're flamed. not the live but the the wife was being flamed like it was it was so funny but at the same time I wouldn't say it was embarrassing, but it was just a moment of realization that I needed a phone plan as soon as possible. Uh, shout out to Rogers, <laughs> they're trash, but you know what? You know what was the funny part? Was that you, you, you were kept
2: freezing, so you couldn't see the comments in the live, but the comments were better than the actual live, bro. A lot of people I came <laughs> <amazing laughs> to
1: read the comments afterwards, and I, I just got bare screenshots. Bare means like a lot, by the way, for people that are listening to us that don't know Toronto Lingo. I got so much screenshots of people commenting roasting my wife I, like oh my wife, I was attacked that day a lot of people victim victim twitter likes to use the word attack Yo, i a man a man said yo this is a this looks like a news report from baghdad <laughs> what do you mean a man said we see like looks like was, someone said it looked like a zoom call with like eight series, like like i was cubed basically you know oh Idris joined us right now and he was actually a witness to me being uh, like the onslaught that was going on in the IG live with Mufi about my my (laughs) Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Salaam, guys. (laughs) Alaikum Share what the people said about my Wi-Fi, man. I don't know what the people I would say you look like an unknown Pokemon, though. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, because you're you're shaking, man. Yeah, it was basically my my Wi-Fi froze right now. And COVID nineteen. Yeah, uh, by COVID-19. yeah we, we just yeah, bro. It's just everybody's getting All it, bro. Right. Everybody. Anyways, All we're right, back. So we're without back. further ado, yeah. Hey, take it away, man. Yeah. So, uh to my right, on the screen, to my left, I have uh, Rexius Maximus. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, looking like the Grim Reaper. Uh, below me, I have the infamous Aussie. Do You want to introduce yourself? Here. And. Diagonally from me, I have uh, Mr. Idris.
2: Yes, it's live a location.
1: Yeah, well, so alhamdulillah, we're back with another episode, and this episode is is, uh, special to me, to all the brothers. Uh, considering that we're in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, last 10 nights of Ramadan, this is the grand finale of Ramadan, this is the last quarter of the race. Uh, so this episode, uh, to be honest, ironically, I was not planning on discussing what we're going to discuss today, but, um, after talking with Rex, he actually was the one who brought up and said, yo, why don't we talk about the last 10 nights? He said specifically, let's talk about and I'm like, yo, we should talk about it. And you know what else I realized, yo, we're in the last 10 nights. So what more suitable than to discuss. Uh, the last 10 nights, and in it, uh, the, the Laylatul Qadr that has been spoken about for the last couple of days on all socials. Laylatul Qadr, the night that is better than a thousand months. So, inshallah, what we have in store uh, for this episode, just to give you guys a rundown, is that we're just going to uh, remind ourselves of the virtues of this entire month and how much mercy. Uh, you know, is dished out in this month. Uh, sorry for a better uh, lack of term, like some how much mercy is given out and how much forgiveness and how much repentance is accepted. And not only that, but also the last 10 nights of what the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi used to do in the last 10 nights and why the last 10 nights were uh, significant to him and why it should be to all of us Muslims. So, yeah. So without further ado, let's get in it. Uh, so bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man amma ba um the month of ramadan the month of ramadan is the month in which the quran was revealed allah ta'ala said shahr ramadan alladhi unzila fihi alquran the month of ramadan is the month in which the quran was revealed so you have a question like is it the Quran that gives value to the month of Ramadan or is it the month of Ramadan that gives value to the Quran and the answer is that it is the Quran that gives value to the month it's the Quran that gives value to the month and just to give a little bit of a background it's not only the Quran that was revealed in the month of Ramadan but the Bible the Injil what is called the Injil the correct one the authentic original one was revealed to Isa alayhi salam in the month of Ramadan. And the Torah, the book of Musa alaihissalam, was also revealed to Musa in the month of Ramadan. And Ibrahim alaihissalam, Abraham, and the scriptures that he was given, that was also given to him in the month of Ramadan. Uh, predominantly all given to them in the first 10, within the first 10 days of Ramadan. One was given on the 6th, one was given on the 2nd, and so on and so forth. So this month is a particularly important month in Islam. Particularly important, which the Quran was revealed to the Prophet. Right? And this month, the Prophet explains that when this month enters, right? When Ramadan enters, just the entrance of Ramadan, the gates of paradise are opened. The gates of the hellfire are closed. And the devils are shackled. every night or uh, sorry the, uh, the the prophet ﷺ, he says that there are slaves that are removed from the hellfire and that happens every night allah removes certain slaves from the hellfire and that happens every night so we're going to discuss firstly what the meaning of this hadith is because i feel like this is a suitable uh to open up this episode with so in regards to the gates uh, being open and closed i think that's very clear the gates of paradise are open and the gates of hellfire are closed and the devils are sh- shackled. So now when we say the devils are shackled, some scholars, they say that they are actually shackled. And some say uh, that this means that they are weakened. Devils are weakened. Shayateen are weakened. Right? Now, Shayateen are the evil uh, form of jinn. They are the evil jinn. You have regular jinn or Muslims, other religions, and then you have the devils among them, the evil ones. Those are called Shayateen. And they are also shayateen of ins like like devils, like mankind, devils of mankind. Uh, and the slaves are freed from the hellfire, a portion of the slaves are freed from hellfire every night. What this means is that these slaves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees every night, a portion of them from the hellfire, they were destined for the hellfire. These people were destined for the hellfire and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy, out of his mercy, And forgiveness, he removes a portion of them every night. So let me just start off by saying that this month is a month in which a person can reach their, what we call in basketball terms, their prime. Like this is when a person can reach their prime in terms of just your obedience. And uh, the fact that you have such little obstacles in front of you, the devils are being shackled, Devils that usually trouble us throughout the year that whisper to us, evil, you know, to, uh, you know, entice us to do any types of wrong and evil and things that are impermissible, they are not a factor the way that they are a factor in other times of the year. That's number one. Number two, we don't even know, we don't know whether or not we are destined to paradise to the hellfire. And I feel like this is something that a lot of us Muslims, we honestly need to sit down and think about it. Like, who guaranteed, you know, our you know, entrance to paradise? Who guaranteed that whatever goodness we we do in this life is accepted? This understanding, this understanding, and this open-ended question is what made the companions work so hard for paradise. While some of them were even promised paradise, there was 10 from them that were promised paradise, right? And specifically in the Hadith. Even those companions were afraid of hypocrisy for themselves. They were afraid whether or not their you know, actions were going to be accepted Whether they're going, to, they're going to make it to paradise So imagine like if those Great men were individuals That were promised paradise And they still worked hard for the hereafter Imagine you and me, like who are we You know in comparison to them So the first thing I would say Is that we don't know whether Or not we are from these people destined For hellfire, I mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Protect us from the hellfire, protect us from His anger and punishment, right I mean. With that being said what If we don't know this stuff, we have to, you know, work in order to avoid it, no? Uh, we have to, like, try our best to do whatever it is that we have to do to save ourselves from it, you know? Where well, Allah SWT, He says in the Qur'an, "Ya All you who believe, save yourselves and your families from the hellfire, you know? It's fuel, it's fuel, that the fuel of the hellfire are man and stones. Like its fuel is literally going to be the inhabitants of the hellfire. That's what it's going to eat off of, you know. And Allah explains that, you know, uh, guarding uh, the hellfire are, you know, fierce, ferocious angels, you know. They don't disobey Allah in what He commands them and they do what they are told. You know? So, the first thing I want to share that everybody should take from this myself first and foremost is that there's nothing stopping us you know, from benefiting from this month. You know? And that this is a month in which we can really strive to get rid of our bad habits and to turn a new leaf. You know what I mean? And right now, This last 10 nights are the best 10 nights of the entire year, let alone Ramadan, the entire year. If you were to compare the last 10 nights and what's in it from virtue and and benefit and forgiveness, and and later to Qadr, which we're going to talk about later on, that's better than a thousand months, it cannot even, you know, a, a thousand months can't even compare, let alone, you know, the year that passed. I also want to mention in regards to the last ten nights. If you or me or any one of us did not strive in the first 20 days, whatever happened, happened. Put it past you. Put it past you. If you know you were not refraining from that which is impermissible, you know, refrain from it in the last ten nights. If you were not benefiting from reading Quran or just remembering Allah or asking forgiveness, then do it from now. You know, I feel like Allahu Alam, I feel like Ramadan. And the layout of Ramadan is similar to our lives. That this Ramadan is presented to us, you know, and we have an opportunity to benefit from it, you know. And it's not about how we start, but it's about how we finish. You know, it's not about how we start. Even in life, it's not about how we start. It's about how we finish. How many people are there that, you know, are born into disbelief? They, they, They grow up, you know, disbelieving in Allah and towards the end of their life or sometime somewhere down their life they convert to islam you know and you know everything they did that was bad is turned to good deeds everything they did before islam that was that was wrong they're forgiven of it and this happens even with the muslim as well if a person repents allah subhanahu says yubdilullahu sayiatim hasanat that their bad deeds Are turned into good deeds Now this forgiveness And this mercy Is a general mercy That's not Specific to It's not not Specific to a time frame Unless it's like Towards the end of a person's life And they're Like on their deathbed Then you can't repent Right But anything before that If a person repents Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Perhaps will change Their bad deeds Into good deeds You know So Moving forward um, You should now look at You know The last 20 days And You know what you missed and you should look at every single night that is upcoming as an opportunity to, you know, better yourself. And Laylatul Qadr, man, Laylatul Qadr, I feel like uh, before we even get into Laylatul Qadr, I just want to mention some hadith that really make clear to us how willing Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is to forgive us, right? So the Prophet والسلام, he says, Our Lord, the Blessed and Exalted, descends every night to the lowest heaven, when there is one third of the night remaining. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above the seven heavens. He's above His throne in a way that befits Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every night Allah descends to the lowest heaven. It's described as samat dunya, the heavens of, of the earth, right, of this dunya. And He says, Who supplicates to me so that I may answer Him? Who is supplicating to me so that I may answer Him? And he says, who asks of me so that I may give to him? And he says, who asks me forgiveness so that I may forgive them? Listen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is not just anybody. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is descending to the lowest heaven. And he asks these questions every single night, every night. That who asks of me so that I may give them? And who supplicates to me? So that I may answer to them. And who asks me of forgiveness so that I may forgive them. So we're not even talking about Ramadan and the virtues in Ramadan. Right now we're just discussing the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That every night he comes down to the lowest heaven in a way that he befits that befits him and he asks these questions. While a lot of you know mankind are asleep, some are heedless, you know. This is something to really, you know. Think about because a lot of times uh, we discussed this in the previous uh, episode, where a lot of people they you know they despair in the mercy of Allah. Like, how can a person despair in the mercy of Allah and His forgiveness when they understand that Allah descends to the lowest heaven and He asks, "Who wants forgiveness? Who's ask? Who's asking for forgiveness that I may forgive them?" A person who understands this and internalizes it is a person that you know will they will rarely lose hope in the mercy of Allah knowing that Allah diligently every single night, He descends and asks these questions. You know, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that, who, whoever comes to me walking, I'll come to them running. Whoever comes to me, a, arms, a hands span length, I'll come to them at arm's length, right? That is one thing. Number two, the man who killed 99 people. And this is a very, very well-known story. And I'm going to uh, talk about it, but I think my uh, brother Idris wants to chime in right now. So what's up? Talk to me. None. It was actually 100 because he killed the, you know, right? So it was 109.99. Oh, uh, yes, it was, it was 99 and then he killed the 100th one, which we're going to get to it. So basically, this is how the story goes. There was a man, the Prophet, alayhi <inaudible> wa explains the story. And he says that there's a man in the previous nations. He killed 99 people. 99 people. And he wanted to know whether or not he could be forgiven for what he did. The man is a serial killer. He was a serial killer. Okay? So, so he lo- goes and, you know, embarks on a journey to find the most knowledgeable person that is known to the people. So the people, they pointed him towards... A man who was a worshiper. He wasn't a scholar. He was looking for a scholar. And they pointed him towards a worshiper. Which firstly, it shows you the difference between a scholar and a worshiper. There's a big difference between the two. A big difference between the two. And that when we have questions, firstly, we should go to those who have knowledge. You know? So he goes to the worshiper and he says, hey, listen. I'm paraphrasing the story, obviously. I'm not reading a word for it. So he says, I killed 99 people. Can I be pardoned for it? Is there forgiveness for me? Is there repentance for me? And the man said, "No." Listen, let me tell you something. Anybody who ever comes to you and says, "I killed people, can I be forgiven? If you are in your right mind and your intelligence <laughs> you're gonna see you're gonna see whatever you have to see to get out of that situation. but that, that guy which shows you that like his minimal uh, knowledge, I don't even want to say his, his you know his corrupted intellect, but that guy is looking at a serial killer and he told the man no so obviously. The serial killer did what he did best, and he killed that guy too. Because, listen, if the man said, can I kill 99 people and be forgiven, and the, guy, and, and the person responds and says, no, what's going to stop him from killing the 100th guy? That guy took him from two figures to three figures, okay? Three figures. So the man is at 100 bodies now. He's at 100 bodies, okay? So he goes on and he says, listen, I want to be directed to a scholar, a scholar. Is there scholars? So this time, the people direct him to an actual scholar. So he goes to the scholar and he says, I have killed a hundred people. Is there forgi- Will I be forgiven? Is there forgiveness for me? You know? Well, Allah forgive me? And the man says, he doesn't even say yes. He says, what is going to stand between you and that? What's going to stand between you and Allah? What's going to stand between you and forgiveness? What's standing in between it? right, what's standing in between you and it, which shows you that, one, firstly, that man had knowledge, that's number one, number two, he did not even respond with a yes, he responded with, with something beyond that, something that that man can internalize, that, that he can take for the rest of his life, that no, no, you know, not only could you be forgiven, but there's nothing standing between you and repentance, so I say this to myself and to everybody, that there is nothing that stands between us. And Allah's mercy and forgiveness, accept ourselves. If we really want to you know, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can do so. We can do so. And Allah is ever-forgiving. He is ever-forgiving. He is all-living subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-hay al la-yamut. You know, the ever-living, the one that does not die. And so long Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is living, Allah is forgiving. So long as He is living, He is ever-forgiving. And this will never change. So whatever the case is, whatever sin that we do, before I continue the story, I just wanted for all of us to take from this, that we should never look at the greatness of this sin in comparison to the mercy of Allah. And if you were to ever weigh a sin and the mercy of Allah, the mercy of Allah overweighs that sin. Like without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. And I feel like one of the reasons why a lot of people, they, you know, they lose forgiveness or they lose, you know, hope in the mercy of Allah is that they look at their sin as such a big big thing, so big that Allah cannot forgive Allah al-musta'an, may Allah protect us from this understanding. Some people think that Allah cannot forgive them, like let alone will not, you know? Some people think they can't, you know? And some people who, you know, don't reach this level of despair, they think that Allah won't forgive them. And I feel like, Sometimes when people think like this, it's, it's because, you know, they really do not have a clear understanding of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. You know, and I feel like a person who understands who Allah is and who knows his names and his attributes and they live a life, you know, uh, accordingly and they worship Allah with this understanding, they're in a completely different situation than a person who's ignorant of Allah. So to continue, the scholar told the, the, the man, the killer, he said, What is standing between you and that? What's standing between you, you know, and, and, and being forgiven? So he advised the killer. He said, Listen, go to this and this town. Leave this town. You know, go to that town. That town has people of good in it. Go. When he's telling that man, go to another town, it shows you how important your environment is when it comes to making a change in your life. Right? We have to keep in mind that. Yes, we can strive to better ourselves, but if we remain in the same environment, that it can be detrimental to our change, right? So the man goes on the journey. He has a hundred bodies to his name, okay? A hundred bodies to his name, and he died halfway on the way to the place. Listen, the angels of mercy and hellfire, they came to that man. They started debating. The angels of mercy are saying, this man, you know, he, 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 he repented and he was on his way to go and change his life. The angels of Halfar are saying, listen, this guy has not done a single good thing in his entire life. In his entire life. He has not done a single good thing. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sends a third angel. Right? So while they're debating, the third angel comes in the form of man and he says, measure the distance between where he came from and where he's going to. And if he's closer to the land that he came from, then he you know, be—he—he he is of the people of the hellfire, he, punishment. And if he's closer towards the place that he's heading to, the place that he's heading to, then he should be forgiven and admitted paradise to paradise. So what happens? They measure. In one narration, it says that he was closer to the place he was going to and he was granted paradise. Another narration, and this is the one that I want to focus on. It was said that he was actually closer to the place that he was coming from. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the earth to change its permanent dimensions. Now listen, Allah ordered the town that he was heading to to draw nearer to him, for the land to draw closer to him. And the place that he was coming from to distance itself from the man. Listen, Allah if he wanted to end the moment that he wanted to repent right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have forgiven him Allah could have forgiven him before he even embarked on this journey but what is the wisdom behind it is to show you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to the extent of ordering the earth to change its permanent dimensions just to forgive one man its patience just to forgive one man, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to do this for one individual, what about you and me? Who many of us, and I hope all of us, have not even killed a single soul. I feel like that's something that we just need to like, just kind of pause and think about. Because wallahi, this hadith is an extremely, extremely powerful hadith. And it is a hadith that we should read very often, very often, to just show us how willing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to forgive us. And this forgiveness is a forgiveness that is not limited to Ramadan. It is not limited to Ramadan. This is a forgiveness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to give us and shower us with throughout our lifetimes. But we have to seek it. We have to seek it. And I've mentioned in many podcasts a hadith where the Prophet says, you know, a man will commit a sin and be forgiven because he repented again and again and again and he'll return to that sin over and over. So imagine this hadith a man he killed a hundred men, a hundred men, the 99th man being a person who told the guy, yo, there's no forgiveness for you out of whatever, for whatever reason he said that. So towards the end of hadith to wrap it up, that man was forgiven and he was granted to Jannah. That man was forgiven and he was granted Jannah. Now, you the listener right now and me, we are currently in the last ten nights of Ramadan, the best ten nights of the entire year. In these ten nights, it was mentioned that the Prophet alayhi salatu would tie, you know, his Izar, his lower garment, he would tie it. Now, scholars they say, okay, what does this mean? Some scholars they they, they say that this meant that the Prophet ﷺ would not even, you know. Uh, go to his wives, he would refrain from his wives, the enjoyment of his wives, and he would be in the masjid the last 10 nights. Listen, people, the Prophet would literally live the, the last 10 nights of Ramadan in the masjid. Eat, sleep in the masjid, devoting himself to worship, worshiping Allah, just that, just focused on that. Right? Now, in the last 10 nights, there's a night, there is a night the famous night of Laylatul Qadr, the night of decree. Now, before I discuss Laylatul Qadr and what it is, I feel like some of the guys want to chime in. Rex, first and foremost. Uh, so I guess they don't have questions or anything to say. Uh, so to continue, <laughs> Laylatul Qadr. <laughs> <I'm a, I'm laughs> Laylat. <laughs> you want to sit on the road? See what you chose. The
0: Yeah, no. I'm just I, I, to be honest. You're, you're just doing so well. And you're speaking so much facts in my ears that I have nothing else to say. (laughs) Oh my
2: goodness. I'm so flattered. I'm on the same boat, man. Sure. To be honest.
0: Um, Yeah, no. Keep it going,
1: man. Keep it going. I want to hear more. So to continue, Laylatul Qadr, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala explains, and he dedicated an entire surah to it. An entire surah just explaining what Laylatul Qadr is. What are its characteristics? What happens in that blessed night? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, We have sent it down, right, in Laylatul Qadr, the night of decree. When Allah says we have re- sent it down, what is He talking about? Allah is talking about the Qur'an. anzalnahu fi al-qadr." So the Qur'an was sent down, right, the night of decree, revealed the night of decree. And Allah says, And what do you know of Laylatul Qadr? And Ozzy wants to say something, so feel free, brother man.
2: No, no, I wanted to ask you a question. So we know that, like in the Quran, it says, "You know, Shafir Ramadan was yes. Ram- was Ramadan the only time that the Quran was revealed."
1: So no, no, no. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clarify myself because I realize that there's something important that I mentioned, mm-hmm. and it's a little, it's a little important, and it's a bit technical, and that is. That the Qur'an When Allah says that We sent it down Inna anzalnahu Means that the Qur'an was sent down To the Sama' dunya That the Qur'an was sent down Right? From the heavens From Luh al Right? To the Sama' dunya It's called Baytul Izza. Right? And it went there Asked, was it only revealed uh, in, the, in the month of Ramadan? So there's two, there's two descendants uh, There's two descendings of the Qur'an It was It descended one time Right? To the, he- to the lowest heavens And then from the lowest heavens Would be sent to the Prophet ﷺ through Jibril. It would descend to the Prophet ﷺ. So when you're asking Was it only revealed in the month of Ramadan? Yes and no The duration that it took to be revealed to the Prophet ﷺ was over the span of 23 years, right? But the Qur'an in its entirety descended on the night of decree. So Allah says, What do you know of the night of decree? What do you know about it? The night of power, what do you know about it? Right? This is a night that is extremely powerful, extremely virtuous. So when Allah SWT, He poses this question, what do you know about it? Allah says, لَيْلَةُ khairum min shahr." That the night of power, the night of decree is better than a thousand months. I'm gonna stop right now to do a little bit of math. A thousand months equals up to 84 years, roughly. 84 years, estimating. That's one night. That is one night. Now, the span of the night itself is not long. It's not long. And if we were to do the math, every second would equal up to. How many? What would it be like two days or something? It's ridiculous. Like every single second of the night counts. Right? Now, the month of decree, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains characteristics. You know what happens in this night? Right? Allah says that the angels descend. The angels descend on earth. They come down to earth. Okay. So who did they come down with? Allah says, Warruh And Jibreel A.S. ruh, war-ruh Is uh, almost like, you can see kind of like a nickname. It's another name for Jibreel sallam. Now the last time that Jibreel would come down on earth was when the Prophet السلام, was alive. He would come down consistently carrying the, re- the revelation to the Prophet A.S. revealing to him what Allah said regarding the matters of you know, uh, life and just the Qur'an was being revealed to the Prophet. After the Prophet salam died, Jibreel السلام, only comes down once a year Once a year and that night is the night of power. That's it That's all that we know that it comes down on So the angels come down with Jibreel Right that in that night it is peaceful serenity until uh, Dawn until Fajr now when Allah Taala says, Maylatul Qadri min alifi shahr that the night of power is better than a thousand months, if you were to give charity one time, one time, and, and you were to actually give it on the night of power, you were to, you know, in sync with that night, that one charity would, if you were to compare it with 84, year, 84 years of your life, a thousand months of giving charity, That night is better. It's not the same. It's not even the same. It's better. It's better than a thousand months. If you were to make sujood, if you were to prostrate to Allah once, that one prostration is better than you prostrating for a thousand months, 84 years. It's better. It's not the same. If you were to compare them two on a scale, that one prostration is better than 84 years. What opportunity do you get? What uh, opportunity do you get that's better than this kind of opportunity? Like where... Deeds are amplified so much, so much, right? So this night is like no other night, right? And this hadith, although it was recorded to be da'if, Wallahu that the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions, he says, that in Ramadan, there's a night. There's a night that's better than a thousand nights. The one who is deprived of that night is deprived of good, all good. The ones who deprived that night is deprived of all good. Now we can take the benefits from this hadith. There's no rulings on this hadith, so like it's not really uh, it's not like that important whether it's like uh, sahih or not, but you can take benefit from this, you can take benefit from this. the least that you can take is benefit from this. And it's true, the statement is true that whoever is deprived of this is deprived of you know good. Now the Prophet one day he was ascending the member, the pulpit. And when he was ascending it, he said, Ameen, 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 three times. Now the companions, they're looking at the Prophet, and they're listening to him say Ameen. And he said it three times. Now, afterwards, they asked the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, why did you say Ameen three times? He said, Jibreel came to me. Jibreel came to me, and he said, the one, you know, who sees Ramadan and is not forgiven, may he be casted deep into the hellfire. And the Prophet said, Ameen. And Jibreel said, May the one who hears your name and does not say, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam' and send peace and blessings upon you, may he be casted deep into the hellfire. Or casted far away. And he said, May the one who you know, lives with his parents you know, and does not, uh, is not forgiven I believe uh, Jesus if you If you can correct me Is not forgiven Or does not enter paradise Through uh, Serving them May he be casted far Into the hellfire So What I want to focus on right now Is Where the Prophet ﷺ said I mean to the one Who witnesses Ramadan The one who witnesses Ramadan Imagine Ramadan A month That the gates of hellfire Are closed and the gates of paradise are opened, and the devils are shackled, and people are freed for, that were destined for the hellfire every single night. And in this month is a night that is better than a thousand months, a thousand months. And the person still is not forgiven. Like this person, firstly, any type of obstacle that this person had in front of them, it was removed. So it was removed. And any opportunity or any type of, you know, motivation that they needed to repent to Allah and to do good, they were given it. They were given it. And still the person wasn't forgiven. And still. So it shows you that this person is a person who is not considerate of, you know, the virtue of Ramadan. And me and you, alhamdulillah, are alive today, have witnessed this blessed month. And subhanAllah, like I I was on Twitter the other day. Uh, I believe it was like two days ago. And I came across a video of a brother from the UK, right? Now, he was talking last Ramadan. The video is him talking last Ramadan, I believe it was at Speaker's Corner. And he was saying, he's like, to be honest, brothers, like, like we don't know when we're going to see Ramadan. We don't know when we're going to see it again. We don't know. And we should take advantage of it today. The brother, a few days ago, it was said that he went to sleep and he didn't wake up. And that he died in the month of Ramadan. Like he died in the month of Ramadan. And he was the same one a year ago that was talking about how important it is to take advantage of Ramadan while it's with us. Like it for me, it like it it was beyond powerful. Like it was just a moment of like, you know when you just have a realization, like you just sit there just thinking, like, oh, what is life? Like what is life? It's one thing to hear about a person dying, but imagine a person who is like benefiting themselves and everybody by mentioning you know, the rarity of Ramadan And the fact that everybody comes to see it every year And the same person The next year, the next year, following year They die in the blessed month of Ramadan Like, it's just, subhanAllah It's so powerful And it's just, it's a, you know, it's just We really have to, like, ask ourselves Like, do we, essentially, do we want good for ourselves? Really, wallahi like Do we want good for ourselves? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know Presents us with an opportunity Every single day Like if you were to just uh, If a person you know Who despairs in the mercy Of Allah's forgiveness Just think about it. Allah granted you good health Allah granted you Islam Allah granted you a family Allah granted you an intellect Right Just if we were to just sit And discuss the, the benefits Of just being a Muslim alone It would take up Forget the episode It would take years we, we could I could probably live The rest of my life Explaining the blessings of Islam And just like die like live my entire life every single day discussing it and never run out of content. Never run out of content. And Allah says, in la If you were to try to enumerate the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to do so. You would not be able to do so. So it just shows you that if you were to sit and contemplate on the blessings of Allah upon you, you wouldn't reach an end. So like just think about how much Allah has blessed you and weigh that you know, with the sin that you did. Right. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to wake you up the next day, right? Wake you up the next day and you still have good health and you have the ability to repent, then repent. Repent. If Allah granted you the honor, not even the ability, the honor to witness Ramadan and to fast in it, then repent. And take the month you know, as an opportunity to return to Allah. Allah says Ya'labina إِلَى اللَّهِ تَوْبَةً Allah. Allah says, O you who believe, repent to Allah, a sincere repentance, you know, a good repentance, right? a full repentance, repent to Allah Taala. And what better month or days to repent than a month in which the gates of hellfire are closed. You know, in the last 10 nights and every single night Allah descends. Imagine if you were to strike the month, you know, the night of decree and Allah the last third of the night descends And he asks Who asks me for forgiveness So that I may forgive them Who asks of me So that I may give them Who supplicates to me So that I may answer them And it is a night In which the angels are dis- They descend on earth A night in which There is serenity And peace And solace A night in which It is better than A thousand months A thousand months Eighty-three Eighty-four years Of your life that you can accumulate its reward in hours, in hours. The Prophet ﷺ, he used to wake up his wives, his, his families, he used to wake them up. He would wake them up, and he would spend the night worshiping Allah. This is a man who has been forgiven of his sins. What has passed and what is coming, he has been forgiven of all of his sins. And what he says, he says, "Allah أَكُونَ Shakura." Shall I not be a thankful slave? This is the greatest man to ever walk the earth. To ever walk the earth, standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at night praying to the point where his ankles would bruise, sallallahu alayhi wa The same man who would say that I miss my brothers. And the companions would say, Ya Rasulullah, we are your brothers. And he said, no, I'm talking about the people that would come after me and they would believe in me without having seen me. The Prophet Ali was concerned about us. This is the same man that on the Day of Judgment when every single prophet and messenger will say, Nafsi, Nafsi, I'm only responsible for myself. I'm only worried about myself. He will say, Ummati, Ummati, my nation, my nation. Him, who is going to be in the highest level of paradise, the highest level of paradise, the greatest prophet to walk the earth, he, even he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, sallam, will spend the night awake praying and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and supplicating to him. And asking Allah to keep his heart steadfast in the deen. This is a man in which Jibreel came down to earth and opened up his chest and removed from his chest any type of filth that was in it. A man who was protected from disobeying Allah in any way, shape or form, and he still sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ala akun abdul Shukura, Shall I not be a thankful slave when Aisha, when when his wife عنها, she asked, Why do you do this? Why do he do this? And you've been forgiven of your sins. He says, shall I not be a thankful slave? What about you and me who do not know where we're going to be tomorrow? Whether we're going to wake up tomorrow? Whether we're going to die on Islam? Like just like think about it, like whatever sins that you're, we're indulging in. You know, weigh like the mercy of Allah and Him calling to you. Allah says, race, haste. The forgiveness of Allah in paradise Its width is the, is the size of the heavens and the earth Prepared for those who are righteous Those who fear Allah Allah says race to it Race to it This life is, is honestly It's a race 60 years We have 60 years on this earth 60 years And the, on average And the moment you die You will never die again You will never die again So whatever it is you do in this life you will be rewarded accordingly. If it is good, you will be recorded rewarded with good. And if it's bad, and you die on Islam, perhaps Allah will forgive you, and from His justice, if He wants, He will punish you for it. So think about it, whatever pleasures, you know, that we indulge in throughout our lives, even in the nights of Ramadan, it is a pleasure that will come to pass. If it's haram food that you eat, eventually it will leave your body. If it is a person you know, that 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 you know you lie to, that you backbite to, that you do, you know, that any type of illicit relations, it will come to pass. But that will be recorded against you. It'll be recorded against you and you will never know until you meet Allah whether or not you are forgiven of that thing. So how can a person not be restless? How can a person, you know, sleep comfortably? How can a person sleep comfortably? How can a person be at peace, you know? With knowing whether or not, like, like they don't know whether or not they have been forgiven Or they have, are going to be held accountable They don't know whether or not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to grant them The blessing of dying upon Islam How can a person like, how can a person miss out on the, you know On the best nights of an entire year How? Like it, it's a question that we really have to ask ourselves Wallahi, we have to ask ourselves the greatest man, the Prophet, you will never find the Prophet asking us or telling us to do something he didn't do. Never. You will never in your life come across that. Where the Prophet is commanding his nation, his followers, mankind to do something and he's not doing it. ذلك, you'll find that when Aisha, عنها, when she was asked by a man, what was the character of the Prophet, she said, Did you read the Quran? Do you read it? The man said, Yes. He said, then he is, he exemplifies, his character was that of the Qur'an. Anything you find in the Qur'an from uh, commandment, he was com- we are commanded to do something or to refrain from something or to exemplify something, all of that you would find in the Prophet ﷺ. And For that reason, he was the best of mankind. The man who was given the best of books, the best of books, the, the greatest guidance was given to him wasallam." And consequently, his nation is the greatest nation. Allah subhanahu says that you were the greatest nation to ever come about mankind. That you enjoy good and forbid evil. Right? Think about it. Allah subhanahu ta'ala brought you about in the best of nations to follow the best of prophets and the book that is dusty in our in our in our shelves, in our homes is the greatest of guidance, the greatest of guidance. Allah says This is a book in which nothing has been left out. Nothing. You know the previous revelations, the previous revelations, you know the Torah, it had many things in it. Right? And when the Injil came, when the Bible came afterwards, it didn't have much legislation in it because a lot of it was already in the previous book. But this Qur'an, is an abrogator for everything that came before it. Every type of book of revelation that was revealed before the Quran has been nullified and voided. So everything that we look for from guidance, you find it in the Quran. Allah says, Muttaqeen. This is a book in which nothing has been left out. This book, a guidance from muttaqin. Allah says, Hudalil Muttaqeen. A source of guidance for the, the God-fearing, the pious. You have to understand that people may have the book in their house, their house but it's not going to be a, a guidance for them because they, they're not working on themselves. They're not trying to, you know, worship Allah. And so the book for them is just any other book. It's not going to be... How can a, a book be a source of guidance for a person who does not try to read it, try to benefit from it, try to live a life exemplifying its content? Of course, it's not going to be... It. That's what Allah says. It's a, it's a guidance right? A guidance for mankind. So I don't want to go off too much in a tangent, but I feel like this is something we should really, really take into consideration that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is presenting us an opportunity of a lifetime. We're not being asked of much. Yes, it's difficult. 60 years in which we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He has the right to be worshipped alone. He he has the right to be worshipped. A lot of people, they feel like worshiping Allah is a choice. It's not a choice. With all due respect, it's a right that Allah has upon us. It's not a choice. If you feel like uh, this, uh, you know, worshiping Allah, fasting, praying to Him, is a choice that you feel like, oh, maybe I can do it, maybe, you know, I can do it, I'm, you know, liberated, if you want to bring that talk, or well, I'm liberated, I can do it, I can't do it. You'll come to see later on. You'll come to see later on where your decisions have taken me. Allah, this is not to attack anybody. This is not to attack anybody, but this is to, you know, really put things in perspective that today, me and you have the choice to choose between what's right and what's wrong. And tomorrow, we will be held accountable. We dedicated a whole episode, alhamdulillah, on accountability and just discussing accountability and, um, you know, what's connected to accountability from, you know, uh, hope and, and, and fear and just holding a person, you know, accountable, holding yourselves accountable. So, to, to wrap up what I'm saying, I say this to myself and to everybody that if Ramadan has passed and, you know, you did not optimize on it in a way that you should have or that's expected of you, then, you know, do not despair. Do not despair. Right now, we're entering into the 23rd night, which is an odd night. 23rd night, which is an odd night. I don't know. If uh, my boy Sheikh Rex is going to release it tonight If it's going to be released tomorrow But if it's released tonight If it's released tonight Then this is the 23rd night that you're in And it is an odd night And we don't know which night Laylatul Qadr is That's the last piece me so I want to share About the night of decree That it is in an odd night So either the 21st which is past Or the 23rd Or the 25th Or the 27th Or the 29th We don't know which one it is And don't pick and choose We should not pick and choose which night that we want to donate or which night that we want to pray in or stand up or read the Qur'an. Do it in all ten nights so that you know at the end of Ramadan, I hit it, I struck. I struck gold. I did it. Right? You should not put yourself in in a a situation where you're gambling on reaching the night or not. Right? These ten nights or seven nights that we have remaining, if you continuously worship Allah in all of them, you would have attained the worship of 84 years And you don't know whether I don't know if I'm going to die tomorrow or not And I hope Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allows me to reach the end of this Ramadan And benefit from it Because if in the case that me or you die Right? And that we've reached this Ramadan And this Layla qadr Perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Writes for us the, the deeds of 84 years Perhaps we didn't live on this earth for 84 years But we accumulated its reward Of worship and obedience to Allah In a single night so that's what I would wrap up with. Anybody would like to chime in?
0: Go for it. Brother, just, drop, just drop the mic and leave the room, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic yeah.
2: and leave the room. Oh. No, I was feeling it. You know, I was thinking about, like, as you're speaking, I didn't even want to interrupt you, but I was thinking I was thinking about the eye and the last eye says Hum you know, and it's like if you're if you're people who strive in the way of Allah, like Allah will open up his paths for you, you know, and his, like his ways and his guidance for you. So it's I really feel like, you know, with Qadr, like just in light of the situation that we're in and whatnot, man, like is there ever a better time to kind of take advantage of 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 striving in his way, you know? And it, yeah. and every for everything that you mention, I think like it, it holds true, you know. But that's yeah. a that's a very powerful ayah. Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's even a lot of other ayahs that talk about like uh, striving in Allah's way, you know um, yeah. and, and just all those eyes, just when you read them and you think about it so there's, there's, no, there's no day that that applies to more than that day, you know,
1: for sure mm-hmm. Exactly, so, exactly mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a deep, man, because like Even if we you, were to just do a numbers game, like the Qur'an The Prophet says that every single letter Every letter that we read in the Qur'an Like, let's say, okay. Alhamdulillah Alif, yeah. Lam Ha neem, dal that's five letters. For me saying Alhamdulillah, I mean just Alhamdulillah, I've received a minimum right now fifty rewards. That can be increased to seven hundred. Mm. So imagine the person who sits on the night of decree and they read the Quran. Imagine minimum you're receiving ten reward. Multiply that ten reward by eighty-four years of your life, and that's minimum. That's minimum. The Prophet said minimum Allah from okay. ten to 700 and beyond if wallahi if we were to get a calculator and try to calculate it we would get letters it would be numbers you know, and it, letters exponents it's funny you because like calculate. when we, a lot of people don't like uh,
2: they don't quantify like deeds like that usually they you know don't. like they don't they don't take the time to do that kind of they stuff don't. so when you
1: it's a numbers like, game man sometimes it's a numbers game man okay, wallahi it
2: actually <laughs> I is remember Mo more
1: jordan he used to say that in umrah remember umrah yeah it's, yeah it's, he's
2: like, exactly. it's a numbers I mean, game, jordan bro. from
1: more jordan cuz this is the podcast he would always ask, because we're in Makkah. like, like what, what deed can I do that gives me the, the most reward? You know, obviously in Makkah, uh, those of you who know, um, in Makkah, a prayer in Makkah within the bounds of the haram, within the, the sacred bounds of the haram, it's a hundred thousand reward, a hundred thousand. So he would say, yo, listen, give me what th- I can get the most reward in. It's a numbers game. And he was just known for that slogan, yo, listen, it's a numbers game. Every time the, the group would meet up, he'd be like, oh, listen, it's very simple. It's a numbers game. You tell me what to do. So I feel like Ozzy is literally like he 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 put it in a very concise way. It's a numbers game, and you have to really like. Yeah, bro, you have to sometimes and, just say And it actually like, is
2: though, like like Allah talks about like wasn't. Like he says al-wasnu. Like it's like he's he talks about scales. Like it is a numbers yeah. game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people don't look at it like that. They just think like, okay, inshallah, if I'm a good person, then it'll be good. No, no, brother, no sister. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to go hard. Like you have to mm-hmm. try your best to do good things. Rack yeah. up good deeds so that your scales heavy. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Um, the more the more you do, the more you get, man.
2: 100% exactly. It's true And I think that Sometimes that's actually Kind of lost In all of this You know Like when we talk about The amal and whatnot. And this is a great moment In our lives If we are able If Allah allows us To see that you know, It's an amazing time To kind of stack up
1: on that You know It yeah. is a numbers game bro And we shouldn't be Like delusional In um in like Just depending on The mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Without trying to exactly. attain it. Exactly It's very important That if we our hope in Allah's mercy can only, you know, be true and pure if and after and when we repent to Allah. And we do what's necessary to necessitate Allah's forgiveness. And if we just sit and just depend upon the mercy of Allah and, and, and do whatever it is that we want to do and ignore whatever commandments we've been commanded, then that person is very uh, delusional, delusional. And, they, and that person has wasted their years Allah Mr. may Allah protect us from the, this type of individual mm-hmm. you know
0: so, so yeah you know, man I think on, on that note we got we're gonna end here. Saeed, thank you very that much for good, the uh, for the for the for the great messages. Mm-hmm. Ozzy you,
1: no, me no, you were bro. just here. We're just I was here, just gonna right? i was yeah. just gonna cut Stay no, alive. May Allah and, accept from us man. May Allah accept from us man. We have a couple of days left Go mm-hmm. hard people, go hard people. Yes. Do whatever mm-hmm. you can.
0: And Ajis, you already know, man. Big dog. <laughs> Bro, I
1: just I was here just for the dickri, man. Listen to the dickri, <laughs> the dickri. The the Dikri yeah. means remembrance for anybody who doesn't know.
0: Uh-huh. Hey man, on that note, let us know how you like this episode. All okay. right,
1: guys. As for the questions, the, the, the questions, we still have some questions left. I believe we'll address them in the upcoming nights, hopefully, or possibly even after Ramadan. A lot of the, the questions, they resembled one another. So the ones that we did answer, they're like, kind of like, uh, very similar to the other ones that we didn't. But we will we, try to try to answer all of them.
2: And we also see your questions, too, so don't stop, like, giving them. Like, just because we don't answer it on the actual Curious Cat, we see Ozzy is
1: not Aroma, he's Ethiopian. He's Eritrean, man. He's not Aroma. He's Eritrean. <laughs> <Aroma. Aroma. He's laughs> yo, lie that ho- Hello.
0: <laughs> Hello. Wake up. He's Eritrean. <laughs> <Aroma>. I apologize. <laughs>
2: that question was asked, like, three times, yo. Like, oh, my days. Anyways, yeah. It seems like yeah. that person's
1: being delusional. They really want Ozzy uh, yeah. uh, to be Aroma, but it's just... Yeah,
2: it's not, not going to happen, yo. cool, man. Respect my boy He's from Hisaho You know what I'm saying Respect him <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my Jabirti man Oh
0: man Alright You
2: know what You're to be The rest of
1: podcast You that, know what I'm going high man <laughs>